Hello and welcome to the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. I am your host, Marsha Beyer. Thank you for joining me today. So I know it's been a while since we've recorded an episode. Thank you to those of you who have reached out and kind of inquired about the podcast and the future of it and if it was coming back or not. And um, we're back. I'm back. It was just something that with my day job and the responsibilities and whatnot that was and still am um, dealing with with school closures and remote learning and all that fun stuff that was, you know, job number one, whatnot. So, but with the new year and new goals and whatnot, that this was one of the things that I wanted to revitalize and I wanted to bring back. So I'm going to be dedicating some time to make sure that we get some episodes out on a semi-regular basis for you all. Again, thank you for those of you who have reached out and whatnot. I, I do appreciate it. So today we are going to be talking about Jamboard and different ways that we can use Jamboard in the classroom. I don't know about you guys, but I know that I've been hearing from a lot of teachers and whatnot that Jamboard is is the the new craze. It's it's their new jam. So let's go ahead and let's talk about the different ways that we can use Jamboard in the classroom. Thank you for joining me. This is the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. I am your host, Marshall Beyer. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about Jamboard and all the different ways that we can use Jamboard in our classrooms. Currently, it would be, for most people, I think, is going to be in a remote setting. I know in my district, that's what, for most of the teachers in our district, it's in a remote setting. In our elementary settings, we do have what we're calling a blended model where we have half the kids coming on Monday, Tuesday, the other half of the kids are coming on Thursday, Friday, and everyone's doing the remote learning on Wednesday. So we kind of have that in-person virtual experience going, but with our secondaries, we're all virtual. So I know teachers out there are using Jamboard both in a virtual capacity and in a in-person capacity, but um, I just wanted to kind of talk about Jamboard today, talk about the different ways that you can use it, the ways that you can have students show their learning, express themselves, and then different ways that you can kind of pair it up with some other applications. So first, let's talk about ways that students can show their learning with Jamboard. So Jamboard, if you don't know what Jamboard is, it is an application that is a part of the G Suite applications. Jamboard is actually a physical board that Google sells, but you can use the software without the board, which is what many people are doing. It is a collaborative platform that you can write, you can draw, you can insert images, you can add sticky notes, text, all those things on your jam or on your cards. And so it's kind of like Google Slides in a sense of you can have multiple, they call them frames or like multiple slides. So you can have students work on them individually, you can assign it and you can push it out through something like Google Classroom and you can 
have it in a group where students are working on it collaboratively. So um, it's a cool little application and it allows you to have students collaboratively work on it. They can show their learning, they can explain, justify, do those types of things. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. So first let's talk about how they can show their learning with a Jamboard. So it makes it really easy for students to show their learning when they use Jamboard. So like, for example, in math, you could have students work out a problem right there on their Jamboard. So you can have the problem posted on that frame. They are working it out. They're showing their steps. They're showing their work just like they would be if they were in person with you working it out on a whiteboard or on their own little personal whiteboard. You can do that digitally on a Jamboard. Granted, obviously this would be ideal if your students had touch devices because then they could just do their writing and stuff on there too. But even if they don't have a touch device and they're just using the trackpad or a mouse, they can still achieve this and they can show their learning that way. Maybe in science, you could have, maybe if they were labeling parts of a cell, they can you can throw an image of a cell in there and then they can use the text or the sticky note feature to label the parts of the cells. They can explain parts of the cells, those types of things. In language arts, you could have students describe a character that you guys are reading and whether it's a class novel or just a book that they're reading, you can have it set up where they're on one frame. They can be talking about what the character does or what they think or what they said. You could have a frame dedicated to each one. This could be something that they are working together as a group. They're working together as a class. They're doing this individually. So like I said, you could have each frame talk about what a specific a specific character in that novel is thinking what they said what they did all the different kind of aspects of describing a character if you're teaching littles and you're teaching our k2 kids you know something that they need to work on is letter formation so you could have them working on their letter formation right there on a jamboard they can you can post the letter that you're working on that week or letters that they are working on and they can go through and they can practice they can use that drawing tool and they could be practicing their letter formation right there on a Jamboard. Like I said earlier, obviously this would be ideal for them to have a touchscreen device. In all these examples, you would be adding some type of image to that Jamboard. So whether that would be the math problem or maybe a screenshot of text from the novel that you're reading or the letters that they're gonna be forming or the cell that they're gonna be forming. When I talk to teachers about this, they're like, this is great, but then my students can move the image around. So maybe they'll accidentally delete it, or maybe they might move it to a section that, you know, I don't want them to move it to. Well, the great thing with the Jamboard is that you can set a custom background for your frame. So when you are on Jamboard, you will see an option that says set background. Now, when you click on that, there's different backgrounds you can do. If you were working on writing, it gives you line paper, it gives you graph paper, you can pick a color, but there's an option to add an image. So you can take that image, whether it be a screenshot of a problem from your math curriculum, screenshot of text from a novel, picture of a cell, picture of letters that we're working on, and you can set that as the background of that frame. So then the students will see it, but they can't move it, they can't change it, they can't manipulate it, anything like that. So that's a nice little way to be able to have your content there on your frame, but then you don't have to worry about the students accidentally moving it or deleting it or altering it, anything like that. Now let's talk about collaboration on Jamboard. So Jamboard is awesome for collaboration. 
you can set up a collaborative Jamboard for groups and have them storyboard or brainstorm on a collaborative story that they might be working on. Since you are able to add images and text to a Jamboard, you could have students use a Jamboard frame as their brainstorm for their story and then add frames to write out the story. So even if it's something as simple as begin and middle and end of a story, they could have a frame for the beginning, a frame for the middle, frame for the end. Students could add images from sites like Unsplash that are royalty free to their storyboard and to their brainstorm. You know, this is a great way to introduce, weave in some digital citizenships and have them cite their images, whether they're doing a Google search and searching for some royalty free images. You can weave in some digital citizenship here as well, showing them, okay, when I'm pulling images off the internet, let's talk about how we're going to cite it and we're going to show where we are pulling our resources from. You could also have groups collaborate on a Jamboard together to annotate text from the text that we're reading in class. Because one of the things that, like I said, you can add text, you can add, you can highlight, you can mark up, you can add shapes to a Jamboard. So maybe we are reading a text and I, I want them to pull out some key details so they can go through and they can underline, they can add shapes to kind of highlight the key details in that specific set of text that I'm sharing with them. They could use a sticky note to explain or justify why that piece that they've highlighted is a key detail or why it is important to the plot of the story. Maybe you're doing research on different regions and you could have groups create an informative poster that describes the specific region that they were assigned. And so they could use one frame to kind of pull in some information. They can be adding sticky notes on different information that they found from their research. And then on the next frame, now they're going to take that information and they're going to put it together into a poster and they're going to make an informative poster that they're going to share with their class. Another way that you could use Jamboard with your class as a collaborative tool is with small groups and like note-taking. So maybe when you are reading a novel as a class, they can be put into breakout rooms in their small groups and they could work on a collaborative Jamboard to take notes on the chapter that they're reading. And then they can take those notes to come up with a summary of the chapter that they read, which then they're gonna share with you or they're gonna share with their other classmates. Now, when it comes to distributing this Jamboard to groups and make it a collaborative tool, you do have a few options. One way, which is most ways that I'm seeing teachers in my district distributing it is they're doing it through Google Classroom. So to do this, you would distribute it just like how you would with a doc or a slide or anything else that you wanted to be a collaborative assignment. You would create your assignment, attach the Jamboard to that assignment, and then instead of assigning it to, in, to the entire class, there is a section on the right where it says all students, you're gonna click that drop down, uncheck all students, and then you're going to select the students that you want this specific Jamboard document to go to. You are also wanna make sure that you have the settings set on the document to students can edit. By default, when you put something in there, it is set to students can view. So you wanna make sure that you change that to students can edit. Something to note is that you'll have to repeat this for each group you have. So, if you have six different groups, you want to make sure that you create six different Jamboards and create six different assignments. So then each group is getting their own document that they're working on. It would be no different than if you were doing it in your brick and mortar classroom and you were making some physical copies. 
you would make six different copies for six different groups and etc. Another way that you could distribute this is have their students create a Jamboard. So maybe in a group, you have like the captain or the group leader. Maybe they go in, they create the Jamboard document. Then they go through and they click share and they share it with their group members and you. So then everyone has access to it. Or another thing that they could do is they could share it with their group members. And then in Google Classroom, they can add that document to the corresponding assignment. So in Google Classroom, you just create an assignment and you do not attach any documents to it, but then they would go in and when they go to that assignment, they would see a button that says add or create. They would then click add, choose Google Drive, and then from their Google Drive, they would find their Jamboard and they would add it to that assignment. So Jamboard is a pretty sweet application. It's got a lot of features, but every once in a while, you might want to spice it up a little bit. So Another application that I love using and I love using with students, and it's great for student voice. It's great to get some authentic results and some authentic feedback and just kind of hear from my students authentically is Flipgrid. I think using Jamboard and Flipgrid together is a pretty awesome combination. So if you wanted to take this up to the next level and combine these two together, I think this could be a game changer for classrooms. Something that Flipgrid has added to their platform is the ability to record your screen. So what they would do is they would go into their Flipgrid and click on the topic that you want them to add this to. Click on the record response button. From there, they're going to click the options button and they're going to choose record screen. Then they're going to click, they're going to see a button that says start screen recording. A window is going to pop up where they can choose to either record their entire screen, an application window, or which is the part that I love, a Chrome tab. So I would have them click on Chrome tab and then have them choose the Chrome tab that has their Jamboard in it. So they would find their Jamboard tab, click that, and then they're going to click share. Now they can verbally express their learning on the Jamboard that they were working on. So if they're explaining the math problem that they're working on, they're justifying their key details in a text. They can do that now with their voice through Flipgrid, but they're explaining what they did on Jamboard. This I think is awesome and a game changer. And it's a great way to have your students explain their own thinking using their own voice. When they're finished, they can just click the stop button at the top and then they will head back to that Flipgrid tab. Now they can use Flipgrid's built-in features of editing their video, whatnot, post it to their Flipgrid grid. And now their classmates will be able to see it. Their classmates can provide feedback. They can ask questions. They can give words of affirmation. You can see it. You can do those things as well right within Flipgrid. So as you can see, there's many ways that you can use Jamboard in the classroom. You can also pair it up with some other awesome applications as well. I'd be interested to see if there's any other ways that people are using Jamboard in the classroom. I would love to hear them. If you have some cool tips or tricks or ideas of different ways that you're using Jamboard, please share them with me. I love learning new things and I love learning new ways to use applications. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at MarshallBuyer29 and I'd love to hear different ways that you're using Jamboard. That concludes this episode of the Taking a Bite Out of EdTech podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being patient and sticking with me. I really, truly do appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter. My name is at MarshallBuyer29. I also post to my blog, which is the taking a bite out of edtech.com and also post some videos on my YouTube channel by the same name, 
taking a bite out of EdTech. I'll put links to all those in the show notes, as well as some other resources for Jamboard, some Jamboard templates and resources to anything that we discussed here today. Thank you all for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.